History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Hello, Biblical Citizens. There is hope in California. Last December on this show, we interviewed Mike Netter, who's the leader and founding member of Recall Newsom. We talked about the reasons to recall Newsom and how to support the signature campaign, which at that time had a long way to go. And here we are now, mail-in voting for the recalls underway, and the official election date of September 14th is almost here. Mike has led the successful signature campaign and has now been working tirelessly to rally voters to vote yes on recall. little bit of background review. Mike's a veteran of distribution, sales, and marketing. He's been a senior executive at Corporate Express and Staples, and he's applied his business uh, expertise to state politics. What I find most exciting is Mike is not a veteran politico. It just shows what one person motivated and dedicated can do to potentially change an entire state. So Mike's spearheading the effort for better government in the state of California Welcome, Mike. Great, great to be back here. It's a pleasure. And let's be clear, Owen Heatley and I started this, and this has really been spearheaded by 2.1 million Californians who are ready for change. I love it, and that includes a lot of Democrats and independents. So, Mike, recalling a governor is a serious step. It doesn't happen very frequently. But this governor, probably the worst in California history, arbitrary, endless lockdowns, mandates, spending recklessness, total domination by special interests, unbelievable hypocrisy. So I listed a few things, but Mike, why don't you talk about, uh, and I know you have some things listed on your website, what do you think are the biggest reasons why people are supporting this recall? Well, yes, there are a lot of reasons, including the video, for those that don't like to read it, recallgavin2020.com. But Let's be succinct. Homelessness, crime, education, and small business are probably two, uh, at least the top three. Homelessness under Gavin Newsom, regardless of COVID, has increased 6.8% since he took office, and that's on a pretty large base since 2019. That's added to something which California should absolutely be ashamed of, and that's we're the largest and theoretically most prosperous state, but our poverty level, just by judge by the U.S. Census Bureau, is 17.6%, and when you add to it people living on the edge of poverty per the Political Policy Institute, it's 33% of 40 million people, and everything goes up under Gavin. This has a lot to do with why we have additional crime. You can't let 77,000 prisoners out of jail with nowhere to go, no money, no plan, and expect things to go well. 
And I also want to add that government's basic job should be to not only help keep us housed, give us power, but now we're running out of water. Our roads are bad. I mean, I guess the flip question always is, what's Gavin actually done well? Yeah, good, good question. And you, not I to don't, mention the border problems, and, too. And not to mention our, our, our state's on fire. I just saw pictures this morning of Lake Tahoe. Is ba- the Lake Tahoe area is basically completely closed down due to horrendous air quality, and the fires are marching on to uh, very close to that area. We got something like, I don't know, dozens of fires going on right now, and Gavin's been totally dishonest about his mismanagement of the whole forest situation. Yeah, and the well, water is much more polite. Too. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm being polite. <laughs> Gavin actually lied, out and out lied in 2019 when he exaggerated by 680% the amount of forestry that we cleared. Look, it's not rocket science. We have Fires in California every year. This, I mean, it's not a surprise. And fires burn with fuel and need to be put out with water, for those of you taking notes at home. And Gavin acts really surprised in his years in office that these crises take place. Well, and talk about the water situation a little bit. It, it, it's just... Well, Kathleen, Kathleen grew up in the Central Valley in Fresno, and so we have a lot of context there. And it's horrendous. We're we're shutting down the agricultural breadbasket of the nation, basically. Yeah, because well, of the water, really, and it doesn't have to be that. Yeah, you need water for no, crops. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's sad. I just spent last weekend in the Central Valley in Bakersfield with a gathering of about two hundred and fifty people. And um, this isn't even adding to Gavin's list yet. We may need food to eat where it's grown, but that's a story for another day. Look, here's the reality. California, these droughts aren't new. We don't store our water. Gavin's been trying to allegedly build a desalinization plant, which his lobbyist friends have gotten in the middle of down in Huntington Beach for about two, two and a half, three years now. There are solutions to the water problem that Gavin won't implement because of one-term special interests. He is always trying to make everybody happy while not doing his job. The environmentalists have gone to some too much of an extreme. Maybe we dump water in the ocean. We don't allow dams to be built. We don't store water, and we don't build desalinization plants. Again, Gavin, how do you expect this to end? Droughts aren't something new. Weather is cyclical. Forget what causes weather. We're in the middle of a crisis. And how do we expect farmers to operate? I would like to add, if you don't know, the Resnicks get plenty of water, and you know why that is, right? No. No, I don't know about that. Well, the Resnicks are the owner of Fuji Water and also some of the largest agricultural um, land in California. They also happen to be Gavin's, one of the Gavin's biggest donors. Yeah. So Gavin's biggest donors have not had their water supply cut off. And you can look up who donated. I believe it was either 250 or 500,000 to really stop the steel campaign. That's original Gavin. Um, you know, stop the Republican steel that right. was donated by the Resnicks. So, right. The reality is Gavin makes his donors happy, but apparently politics in California is a pay-for-play for the rich. Wow. So not only is he cutting off water to people, I mean, what can be more basic than that? 
now what are they concerned about in Sacramento? Forcing people to take vaccines so that you can't even eat unless you go by their their dictates. Uh, we just saw a bill this morning that you can't go to any public place except church and grocery stores, except they're even talking about doing grocery stores in L.A. But, you know, you have to show your papers to go anywhere, any public venue. So that's what they're concerned about. And then, so what are they going to do? Starve to death all the people that don't want to get vaccinated? It's just horrendous. Well, can I ask you an even more ridiculous question? How come I supposedly have to show proof of identity to enter a 7-Eleven to buy a loaf of bread, but don't need to show proof of identity to vote in this election? It's it's just ridiculous. It's it's, it's ridiculous. It's because it's, ridiculous. it's a one-party state. It's ridiculous if you apply logic, but we're not dealing in a world of logic here. That That's the trouble with us, I think, Mike. We try to think that people are going to listen to reason, and uh, well, there, there's other there's other <laughs> reasons. Like, if you make people show voter ID, which the overwhelming majority of Republicans and Democrats support, by the way, but you could be making voter fraud more difficult. That's another question we'll probably get to after the break. But um, this is so a, que- a question for you, Mike. And I've heard some people express their concern. If heaven forbid we were to lose this election, so that Newsom stays in, don't you think that he might become even more of a of an autocrat, more of a dictator if he if he isn't removed? Well, let's go back to what the recall is. And the answer is yes and no. Okay. Gavin Newsom and his cronies never expected to get us on the ballot. And remember, a recall is an initiative that requires 12% of the people that voted for governor last time. Right. Our movement at recallgavin2020.com is going to get other initiatives on the ballot, which only require 8% of the people that voted last time for governor. As a, as a California constitutional amendment, and only 5%. The people of California, most of whom are reasonable, by the way, forget the extremes on the right and the left. The bulk of people are like you and me. We like water, we like power, we like to eat, and kind of like a place that doesn't burn down. And unless you're in the tent business, you're probably not for the homeless. Most people are logical. And so the people of California have shown they can get things done with the recall without big money, without the need of the political infrastructure. And that's what this is about. And that's what really scares Gavin, not just the recall, but the fact that the legislature, the supermajority in the state Senate don't have the superpower. It belongs to the people of California. And that's the power of the recall. And I, I wonder if you agree with Paula Witzel. We talked to her about this. He may have a lot of money from these big corporations and these big unions and these donors that are the, in the special interest, super high interest uh, income groups. But the people have the power, and they realize going to the gas station every day that gas is up to five dollars a gallon. Gallon. They they realize that their schools are terrible. That the that the homeless are just proliferating all over everywhere. And so, so they, you know, they may hear the ads on the radio, but that's not going to get them to vote. 
for him. So, so right. So, so last question before the break: Are you how honest answer? How optimistic are you feeling going into in in this election? Incredibly optimistic, but since I'm going to break down the statistics for you, why I'm so optimistic after the break, why don't we hold that question so I can give you? There's a reason I'm optimistic, and it's not Pollyannish. It's because of what the statistics actually show that the papers don't always report the full polls. But why don't we hold that, if you don't mind, yep. and know it's your show until after we roll into commercial time, because I'd like to break that down for your audience. I would love to love to hear it right after the break. So you heard it, folks. It's time for our break, but stay tuned. we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. We are, we are back with Mike Netter, co-founder of the Recall Newsom statewide campaign. We're going to hear about why he's optimistic about this recall and that we can get some better government in our state. So, Mike, break it down for us a little bit. Okay, let's break down for starters that the Democrats wanted to move the election up because they're always afraid that Gavin is either going to do something stupid or it will be revealed something stupid that he's done. Like firepower money, the article that just came out. But here's what the statistics show and really have shown since the beginning. A few months ago, the paper's like, oh my God, we're never going to recall Gavin. Look at this. About 49%, 48% want to keep him and only 38% want to recall him. And for those of you who do math at home, you might go, well, that doesn't add up to 100. Indeed, it doesn't. Because the polls have always shown about 13.8% or 14% were undecided as to how to vote. Now, as time goes on, what is happening, thanks, by the way, not to me, not to Orange Heatley, not to the 2.1 million, but Gavin himself, the undecided are actually deciding to vote yes. So what the polls show, and you can look up, it's a neck-and-neck race. It's literally, right now, as the polls showed, it's about 48, 52 to 48, with about a 3% margin of error. And by the way, here's some really interesting stats. And I'm not a big poll guy, but Emerson, if you're familiar with that, that, they did a big poll about a month ago. And they said, look, we're going to do a thousand people and we're going to make it very representative of the state. In fact, what we're doing in the poll is we're going to make sure we have about 48 percent Democrats, you know, 30 percent independents and about 24 percent Republicans rounding the numbers. And here's what they found. 42% of the Democrats that they polled were in favor of getting rid of Gavin. Uh, About 50-plus of the independents and certainly about 60-70% of the Republicans. So when you mix it and you shake it up and spew out all the numbers, no matter how you cut it, it's literally a dead heat going in. Now, understand that's of what's called likely voters. There are certain people who go, there's an election. I don't care. And to back up my statistics on that, understand that in the presidential election that just took place, 18 million Californians voted. There's 22 million on the rolls. But in the gubernatorial election, only the actual real election, 
if you will, in 2018, only 12.5 million Californians voted. Californians tend not to vote. So most likely voters are the people that are angry, both Democrats, Republicans, independents, and they're getting their votes in. So right now, the preliminary totals show about 1.7 million ballots have been mailed in. Right. And give or take, about a million of those are Democrats. Everybody's going, oh my God. Well, I did a little math last night based on that poll, and quite honestly, that's a dead heat. Don't assume that every Democrat that votes is voting to keep Gavin. In fact, even in the LA Times, which you're reading, it's like, well, you know, I'm trying to decide amongst candidates when they interview Democrats. So the reality is this you need to make sure you get out, vote, and vote yes. And those that will get out and vote and vote yes, I believe, will overtake the no votes if we go out and exercise our democratic right. And that sounds so basic to the three of us on this interview, right? But again, over a third of the people that vote normally, that voted in the presidential election, six million people didn't bother to vote. Gavin didn't win by a landslide last time. He won because the public didn't care. Now the public cares. Now the the public... Knows more about this guy from uh, that was San Francisco mayor. So everything we say when we talk about the recall, it's all about voting yes. But I'm going to get. I'm going to ask you one question about part two of the ballot, which is, you know, it seems like we have a number of qualified candidates on the ballot. We know several of them personally. Do you want to make any comment about what's coming next? So let's assume yes wins. Do you want to make any comment about either anybody running for governor or the field as a whole? What what do you think? Well, as an official PAC member, a board member, I'm not allowed legally on the radio to endorse or deny any candidate. Sure. I will tell you this. I think we have a really good selection of candidates. I would ask that when people look at candidates, all right, Um, They would look at candidates that would be the most effective over the next 15 months. And to me, being most effective is really understanding how the state legislature works. And I think that's really important because you hear people, you know, marching up and down the streets against this bill and that bill. But here's a shocker. Most people don't actually read the bills. I'm one of those strange people, and you've met me. I'm pretty strange. That um, actually goes through the bills and reads them, okay? And the reality is is that most legislation, good, bad, or indifferent, needs to be read and understood. Now, let's go back to Gavin for a second, and this is a very important point. And this is not meant to be a slam in anybody out there. But by Gavin's own admission, he has severe dyslexia. We have a governor of California, by the way, that was rated a C by the Los Angeles Times, even though they think we should keep them. Even though they're as liberal as you can possibly get. That's incredible. They rated him a C. C. Wow. That's what they think of California. We deserve a C governor, but we should still keep them. Back to our main subject is this. 
Gavin Newsom has, let's just say, a reading comprehension problem, okay? Wow. Now, that's nothing against that. people who have reading comprehension, but I want you to understand that's two things. One is, how well can Gavin actually read the bills he's signing? But more importantly, by Gavin's own admission, you can look it up, people read things to him. That means even his point of view is going to be relatively myopic according to what people choose to tell him. That's a very important That's point. That's interesting. I haven't heard that anywhere else. Wow. Interesting. Well, it's not breaking news, but you can look it up. Well, okay? it's, He's proud I, of it. I follow this stuff, and I, I haven't seen that. So did you have a question, Kathy? Well, I just want to talk about how people are supposed to vote. I mean, tell us about the mechanics of it, exactly what they can expect. Should they vote in person? Should they should – they, do are we going to worry about the little hole in the envelope? Those types yeah, of things. talk talk let's, about let's the mechanics. Yeah, yeah, this is okay. So when I do my radio show Friday nights at the French Laundry, we did our show last week, for example, on ballots. Okay, and here's a couple things that I said before the presidential election. I'm going to say now. First off, people for the first time ever are actually paying attention to the election process. Like, oh, my God, there's holes in the envelope. Well, my friend, those holes have been in the envelopes for a really long time. Yeah, that's what I understand. Okay. Okay, now, let's put that aside for a second, all right? Here's something else, and again, I'm 64.5 or 64.5. You can always go vote in person. Okay, don't tell anybody. Do it the old fashioned way. <laughs> Actually, go down to the polls. All right. Is that better? Like, oh, I, I mean, is it better to I, do that? Yes, I believe well, believe it's better because you know your vote gets in. And whether look, um, let's get real. And this is again not meant to be a slam in anybody, but I don't know anybody who graduates from Harvard or Yale or a big college and says I'm going to go work for the board of registers. Right. Mm-hmm. These are fine civil servants, but generally that's not a career choice if you graduate with a really big degree. The system is designed, okay, for the lowest of the lowest because that's what it's supposed to be. But it doesn't matter. Everybody out there, whether it's a net or evil, the net effect is the same. So go vote in person. So stop stressing over machines we probably shouldn't have, but I can't fix this election. So don't put it in a ballot drop-off box that is as in Torrance, not a plot this idiots break into because they steal everything in California because crime runs rampant. Go vote in person, but if you can't vote in person, do use the U.S. Postal Service. Yep. Make sure you vote. Let me tell you something. I firmly believe that a lot of these things going around, like the holes in the ballot, the thing you could do, vote a sheet of paper a different way. Ah. Remember when you used to mail a check, you used to put a piece of paper around it, right? And if you look real carefully, a lot of them you can't even see through. But all these stories that come out, and I'm not saying they are, may just want to get people to say, ah, my vote doesn't count, dissuade you from voting. Whatever you do, vote. Whether you vote by plane, train, or automobile, in person, by mail, Vote, 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 and vote yes. That's what I'm. That's what I'm telling people whenever I'm at a meeting or anything, Mike. I agree with you. Vote, 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 and yeah, a lot of people are justifiably concerned about voter fraud. But I'm also saying, and that the holes in the envelope is one example. 
people are paying a lot more attention this time than they have in the last election. And well, so I'm hopeful that despite the guy they found in Torrance, that overall the bad guys, the bad guys, so to speak, are going to be a little more careful about outright voter fraud because there's more eyes on them right now. Well, because we want volunteers to help monitor the polling places, too. And right. that's a way to and help with it, too. Project, there's people watching. There's doing whatever. And look, let's get again, whether it's inept or evil, whether it's cheating, whether it's whatever it is. Right. There's always going to be things that go wrong. And again, let's put down whether it's a plot or whether it's just stupidity. Here's the reality. If we can get enough yes votes by enough margin, they can't move the margin that much. That's right. If it comes That's down right. to four votes, I'm going to be really worried. Right. And it may. So everybody out there, your vote does count. So we're just about almost at the end, Mike. So I want to spend our last little time giving you a chance to tell people, besides voting yes, what are some things people can do or that you encourage them to do to help the cause here? What what can they do? Can they contact them? Can they contact your organization? Absolutely. Here's what we need people to do. Okay. Again, Gavin is going to outspend us. We're going to outwit him. If you can, please go to WeCallGavin2020.com on your station and many other stations. We're running radio ads. The candidates, some of them are going to afford to run TV ads. We're about to send out four new emails, but this costs money. So volunteer. Go out. Tell people about it. Make phone calls. Join one of the organizations that have united with VCallGavin2020.com. This is California's last stand, and you're either participating or you're not. So, not only to make sure you vote, make sure your neighbors vote. There's nothing mysterious about ballot harvesting, right? It's picking up your neighbor's vote if your neighbor can't get out of the house. Volunteer, go door to door if you have to. We have literature, we have materials. If you can't do that, or even if you can, donate at WeCallGavin2020.com. Every dollar of that we put is put into this goes to making sure it gets Gavin out of office. Look, Th- thanks so much, Mike. We're 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 out of time. You know how that works. You have your own radio show, but yep. it's been a wonderful interview again. And I know you're super busy, so thanks and have a blessed coming week. Let's get Gavin out of office. To bless your neighbor this week, folks, again, you heard from Mike. Volunteer with RecallGavin2020.com, which is Mike's organization. There's another one, too, that's good, yesonrecall.org. Two different great organizations working on the same mission. Yes, yes on the recall. Till next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility Responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen. Let's roll on K Praise.